Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Benoff, and I'm so happy to be back, and I'm glad to be back with these three fine gentlemen here this evening joining me here tonight in what we can officially call first podcast of the season. Jacob Terrell, Earl Nieto, and our special guest this evening, new vice president of media and impact for uh, New Mexico United, David Weesey Carl. David, congratulations on the promotion. How are things going? How has your offseason been? Obviously, you guys are always super busy, but uh, I know things are things are getting there in terms of uh, the season and fa- new faces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, what is what is an offseason? I, I don't know. I don't know that <laughs> term. Um, it's it's good. It's good. We uh, thank you first of all for having me on and, and for the kind words. Excited to be here. Um, we uh, we've been at it, man. Uh, we get about a week and a half, two weeks off for Christmas time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Christmas to New Year's in there. Uh, but beyond that, we don't we don't. The front office does not do kind of the whole off season thing. You know, we we spend our entire time once the season ends. It's we take a couple of days and we reflect, and then we dive into the, to the next season. So. Year six is is nearly here. What we're like 46, 45 days away from kickoff on March 9th. Uh, so we are just getting things ready to go on that end and and being ready for you know five years to the day of our first ever match, ready to kick it off again at Ice Tips Park. Yeah, we absolutely can't wait. And the, the announcements have been coming thick and fast here the past few days. Um, since the last show, a couple big pieces of news. Uh, Peter Trevisani stepping aside as president of the club, Ron Patel. First ever employee of the club being promoted to president. Your promotion, um, you know, also friend of the show, uh, 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 Clint Gray, getting a promotion as well. Uh, Clint is also is now the vice president of business development and facilities for the club. So a lot of changes all around. Um, now, obviously, Pete still CEO, majority inv- majority owner of the club. But I mean, this is a big deal for for Ron to step in, and I, I think it's a huge deal for him. We're hoping to talk to him soon. But what do these changes mean from your perspective, David, for the club and, and for what fans can expect uh, from the front office in terms of visibility and and the way that you guys do things? Yeah, this is not the first time where you guys have requested the president of the organization and then I filled in when they were unavailable. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just a different person this time. Uh, Ron really wanted to be here. Uh, and he's got, I, I told you guys before he came on, he's got a three and a half month old baby girl. Uh, we were at a meeting tonight uh, that kept us there. I just got home about 15 minutes ago. Uh, and so he wanted to go and be home and help uh, help his wife, Isabel, with, with, the, with their daughter, which I think is pretty understandable. But as far as uh, as far as what the what the changes mean, it's 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 really the goal is the I guess the key is focus. Right. So you guys know Peter has been the president, the CEO, the majority owner for the first five years of this club. Before that, even, you know, when starting in 2017, when they were starting to think about the club and then 2018, when they first incorporated this USL New Mexico, um, that's a lot of things for one person to do. Right. That's three very big jobs. Um, and so Ron has really stepped up and he has been really running a lot of the day to day operations of, of many portions of the club um in in recent months right so he's been uh you know the chief business officer uh which his he's been heading up our ticket sales our corporate partnerships and our merchandise kind of overseeing those individual departments with obviously heads of the individual departments there like Tyler Ortega Cliff Gray 
um, and Anna Brody in those specific situations, respectively. Um, but Ron's been heading up those departments. Uh, and now this is a situation where Ron will have uh, and has had now for about a month the opportunity to really kind of oversee and make sure that things are focused and flowing in the right direction, right? So Peter, still very much involved, uh, CEO, majority owner, very important, very big roles. He's going to have a big, big focus and has had a big, big, big focus on the stadium, which frankly is a full-time job in itself. Um, so he does a lot of that stuff. Um, but Ron is really here on the ground day to day in those meetings, helping make those decisions, working with the heads of departments uh, and, and really helping us flow better and helping us work collaboratively and helping us achieve what we want to achieve. Uh, he's already doing a great job. Again, it's, it's very early days, but he's already, already doing really, really well. And it's been great. It's been great. We, we feel like we're flowing. We feel like we're ahead of things, maybe more so than we have been in the past, you know, getting things planned out for theme nights and, and what we want those to look like and just preparing for the season. Uh, it's a lot of work that goes into each individual match day that goes into preparing for a season that season that goes into making sure that we're, you know, communicating in the right way, all these different things. Um, and so I think we're ahead of it in a way that maybe we haven't been in, in years past. And that's exciting. Yeah, for a lot of folks that don't know, Ron, like I mentioned, he's the first ever employee of the club. You know, most of us ha have known Ron for some time. My first ever interaction with Ron was at Salt Yard East during a, an Open Cup match. And, mm -hmm. and at the time, we had a little-known goalkeeper trialing with us from Germany. And Ron Big was <laughs> Big Phil, yeah. Uh, Phil Beigel was, was training with the club at that time. And Ron kind of keyed us in on, as to who he was and what was going on. And, and so Ron's just, he's just, he's one of those guys, super knowledgeable. He's always been involved in the, in the soccer scene here in Albuquerque, you know, super involved with the soul. And if you've ever run into him on a game day, constantly busy, I mean, all you guys are. And, and uh, Ron, for a lot of what he, um, Again, a lot of people may not know he's constantly visible, constantly doing something. You know, he leads the tours on game days, uh, uh, or at least he was. I don't know if he's still going to do that in his new role, but yeah, I hope so because I don't know who else is going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they may just grab you. I mean, you are a jack, still a jack of all trades. Um, I got a lot of stuff going on on game day. I think you know that better than most. <laughs> yeah, you you absolutely do. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Ron's a, a. I don't think there was another pick for this. You know, um, I've always been interested in talking to Ron to try to find out, you know, more about the business side of things, um, to find out more about the the partnership, the corporate partnerships, and and how those come about and things like that. So maybe we, you know, when we get Ron on, we we'll talk about that. But as far as you and Clint, like, what what are you guys stepping into? You know, how do, how is your role developing in your, in your new position? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I can start with myself. Um, my role is is vice president of media and impact. Um, and there's going to be a lot of stuff that I was already doing and a lot of those responsibilities stay the same. Uh, I think the piece that is newest, um, is kind of the impact portion of that, right? I was already doing a lot of the media stuff, communications, the stuff that I interact with you guys on a lot of the time. Um, but the impact piece is, is something that's always been, I think you guys know me, the most important piece to me, you know, the impact that the clubs make, the club makes in the community on a day-to-day -day basis has always been the most important thing to me. Uh, and, you know, we as an organization, that's always been an important thing. With that said, we have, um, we have jobs to do. Everybody has jobs to do, right? Ticket sales folks have jobs to do and merchandise folks and, and the marketing team and everybody has jobs to do. Um, so at times it was, 
difficult for us to say, okay, well, I have this thing to do with, with my job responsibilities, but I also want to go help with this community clinic, or I want to go, um, you know, visit a school with players or a hospital or, or, or whatever. And those things are really important to me as a person uh, and to Jules Myers as well. And I think you guys know Jules pretty well at this point. Um, but again, it was kind of balancing those things. So what we've done structurally uh, is we've changed the way that uh, that we make impact and making an effort to make sure that every single person in the club has the opportunity to make impact every single day. The way that we've done that is we've created what we're calling the community department within the club. The community department will house the Somos Unidos Foundation, which is we're going to announce in the next couple of weeks, a new executive director uh, for the Somos Unidos Foundation, which we're really excited about. As you know, Chanel uh, moved on, um, but we're excited to announce that new executive director when the time is right. But that the, the Somos Unidos Foundation will live in the community department. And our hope is that now that we have brought it in as an apartment of the club, uh, every single person within the organization will feel, okay, now I can take a minute out of my day, take an hour out of my day and go make an impact, go be part of a community clinic, go kick a ball around with a kid, go visit a hospital, whatever that looks like. It's really important to us that impact is not just segmented off into the Somos Unidos Foundation. Impact belongs to every single one of us. Very, very good. Uh, real quick, Jane over in the chat. Welcome on in. Jane, glad to have you Hi, Jane. Back with us. Love Jane. Jane's yeah, the best. J Jane is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's super exciting. The season right around the corner. I got to ask, you and I have both kind of taken up a, a bit of a side hobby. We both referee soccer yeah. at, at the soccer You're much complex. better at it than I am, yes. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, uh, that may still be up for debate, depending on uh, whether, whether or not you talk to Chris Hurst. Um, <laughs> but... Um, did you seasons, referee one of his kids' games and did he get mad at you? Not one of his kids' games. I have refed his team though. So, Got it. Yeah. Um, but I gave him a, a very uh, preemptory yellow card. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, Next time we're on the press box, I'm sure you're going to hear about it. <laughs> uh, but now Chris is great. Uh, he really is. And they run a great program up there. Um, yes. With the season starting back up, uh, are you going to be able to find some time to get back out there with us? I would like to. Uh, I am afraid of the cold. I don't know if you know that. Um, <laughs> and that is why you have not seen me out there in recent weeks. There's a there's a tournament coming up, isn't there? Yes, there are tournament season starts here in about three weeks. All right. All right. I'll got to be out in the cold. Yes. Yes, I will be <laughs> out there. I signed up to help kids and kids still need help in the cold. So I will get back out there. Send me, send me the link to sign up for these tournaments and I'll, I'll be out there. I'll join you. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. That sounds like a homeless yeah. petition. It's cold, man. It's cold. I, and I grew yeah. up in Florida, South Florida. Yeah. There was a, there was a turn, a tournament deal this past weekend over at uh, Kramer fields for ASL. Yeah. And yeah, there maybe I got a text and they were there. I mean, again, we've talked about it often on you. They're desperate for referees. You know, yeah. and all you sports. So I've never refereed at Kramer. Um, that would, that would be, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. That, I mean, that I, I turf is It's an incredible facility. I've yeah. been out there a bunch. We had our open tryout out there recently. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be doing our second annual United in our abilities clinic uh, coming up in March, we believe uh, for that. So that's uh, a clinic for, for people with varying abilities, kids with varying abilities. And it's an absolute blast. And Steve and his facility out there are just fantastic. So yeah, I should referee a match or two out there. Yeah, it's an interesting facility. I, I've been out there quite a bit. Uh, small sided soccer is entering, particularly on that field turf. Mm -hmm. That is very interesting to, to referee on. So it's quick. I'm looking quick turf. It really is, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back out there. I actually hurt my foot in the fall 
my my heel slipped and i felt something just go in my foot so yeah i haven't really done a whole lot of running here lately but i'm getting back into it and uh, hopefully i'll be out there well if that's if long. you haven't run in a while you and i will be probably in similar shape then yeah so, <laughs> yeah that'll be good yeah it's, it's been good so uh like i said get working on getting back at it but i mean guys season's right around the corner um, I do have one question real quick. Obviously, you know, FC Dallas match. I reached out to I reached out to you. Uh, that got leaked a little bit early. Um, Every year we get one or two of those. <laughs> last seems, year, uh, I know last year was really bad. Yeah, last year was like most of the preseason schedule. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was all the other teams. It wasn't the, it wasn't you guys. It was every other team that was involved in in these tournaments. We never leak. We never. Well, our communications department is top notch. <laughs> if you don't have Peter Trevisani on the show. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, actually, I, was, actually um, I didn't understand. I need to correct you a little bit because you, sir, had a David League last year. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, sir, <laughs> told the whole world that Chris Weham broke his, his kneecap. Well, uh, Chris is doing really well in recovery, and we hope to have him back. I, I feel pretty confident we'll have him back for uh, for match day one. Uh, be good. <laughs> we, we heard because we heard, we heard for quite a while. I said, "Oh, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back." And obviously, 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 the need wasn't there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so I know some folks were some folks on social media were surprised to see him come back for 2024. Um. I'm thrilled we'll, to see him back for 2024. Yeah. I think he's going to come back with a vengeance. Yeah, I think he's, he'll be back. It'll be great. He's one of the few that have come back uh, from from especially like year one. How do you feel about uh, some of those losses, David? Yeah, it's it's a great question and an important one. Uh, Here's the way I look at it. You guys, when when we lose a match, you guys go on social media, right? You see it. People are upset and they have every right to be when we lose a match. Um, You know, in five years of United Soccer, we have never hosted a playoff match. We would like to change that. And so you see people, folks on social media and they say, oh, my gosh, why, you know, why didn't we do this or why didn't the coach do that or why did the player do this? Uh, and fair, fine, no problem. Again, I'm glad people are engaged and having a good conversation. And I think I've said this to you guys before. When people stop caring about that stuff is when we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but people really do care, which is great. But it's difficult to have your cake and eat it too, right? You can't, on one hand, say, oh my God, we're, we're not good enough. We're not doing the right things. And then on the other hand say, oh my God, why are we losing all these players? You know, we, we, we have a lot of turnover this off season and, and I think it's a good thing. We want to win a title. That is the goal. Multiple titles. We want to win the USL championship and we want to win the US Open Cup. That is our goal. And if you try something for five years and you don't achieve your goal, it's time to try something new. I don't have a problem with that. Is it heartbreaking to see Austin Yearwood go? Yes. To see Josh Suggs and Sam Hamilton and Justin Portillo and these guys who you've grown to love move on? Yes. Did I cry when I watched the Josh Suggs video? Yes. If you didn't cry, I... Your name is Seth. Yeah, Seth the robot up there probably didn't cry, but I think everybody else that wears black and yellow ever probably Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, it's, it's... horrible to see those things it's 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 heart-wrenching to see those things but it is also part of the game as much as it may hurt sometimes and if you want to win titles and what you've tried isn't working you try the next thing and i'm excited to see what eric's gonna do man i mean he came in halfway through the year and when he came in we had a a four percent chance of making the playoffs 
4%. And guess what we did? We made the playoffs. So a year, a full year of Eric with his guys, guys that he's hand-selected alongside Itamar and brought in, and they're going to play to his style. I'm excited to see it, man, because some of the guys that were really pushing us towards the end of the season were the guys that were brought in, guys like Nicky Hernandez and Jacobo Reyes, like the, and Zico Bailey. Like yep. These are guys that came in and made a huge difference. So if Eric and Itamar have brought in 12 of those guys, I'm going to feel real good. I'm going to feel real good about where we're going to go this year. I think we're – I think we are flying under the radar, which I said to you guys last year. I, I like flying under the radar. I always have. I'm from Philly. We're underdogs. I like that. Um, but I think uh, I think we're going to surprise some people. I don't know if you look at if you look at what guys like uh, John Morrissey put out. You know, he's he's kind of dubbed us now Tormenta West. Yeah, I like some that. Of signings. I, I mean, I I and you and I have talked. You know, off air. I love what Tormenta is doing. It's a it's Me a too. program that I've been following. Um, I've had a, a couple conversations uh, with their ownership group, and they're really developing some great talent down in South Georgia. To so to see the to see some of the players make the jump back up or back into the championship, I think there's there's a lot of things to be positive about. And despite what you see on social, I saw someone the other day after the Suggs retirement say that they were done with our club. I'm like, well, there's more. This is, this is the off season. This is what well, happens. Guys retire, guys move on. Don't give up on a club because one player goes. Well, and in addition to that, again, Josh Suggs might be my favorite United player of all time. Right. And I, I, there's a lot of guys who I've absolutely loved in this club. Most of them I've loved, but there's some guys who have really stood out. Right. Suggs, he might be my favorite player ever, but he was, he retired. He, he mm -hmm. wants to spend time with his family, right? It's not, it's not as if like, he's like, Oh, he said he was done with the club and, and decided to go, you know, play for someone else. It was a situation where he's said, you know, I've had a great career. I'm so appreciative of, of what we've done and I'm ready to move on to the next stage of my life. And, and by the way, nobody loves this state more than Josh sucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is the epitome of New Mexican. I, I tweeted that uh, after, after, crying about the video for a little bit um like he more than anybody potentially really just loves this club loves this community he's gonna be there in the stands next to everybody cheering on this team and when we lift a cup he's gonna be there he's gonna probably be crying his eyes out when we when we lift a cup because it means so much to him as a new mexican so everybody is welcome to come and go as they please of course the shield is open right that, that's why it's open um but I really encourage you to, to have a little, have a little faith and have a little fun. It's going to be a great year. Yeah, it definitely will. And you know, we, we keep kind of dancing around, but season starts preseason this weekend, FC Dallas closed door scrimmage. Yep. Um, so, I mean, what kind of closed door kind of closed door. door. Okay. So it's, it's, they're not selling tickets, but from what I've been told uh, it's on a practice field, like outside the, the stadium. So I think anybody could probably just walk up and watch it. Honestly. Okay. Go well, on, if you're, going if you're in the vicinity, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. If you're nearby, <laughs> go, go uh, wave your black and yellow flags. Yeah. There you go. Um, I got a couple smoke bombs if you're heading out. Perfect. <laughs> well, uh, that sounds like a fun time. Um, We did get a question over on, on the subreddit and I know it's something the club has tried to do in the past is streaming the preseason matches. Mm -hmm. Now I know the club has tried doing drones and stationary cams and the weather has not exactly always worked, <laughs> worked alongside the club to, to make these things happen. Um, do you guys remember in 2021 that preseason match where we tried like hell to stream it and it, it looked like it was shot on a toaster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was not great. <laughs> That was not yeah. ideal. 
Um, so are there any plans? I mean, obviously the infrastructure out at the, at the training facility is not exactly set up for a full broadcast. Um, right. the, you haven't the club hasn't released the home preseason schedule yet. Um, are there plans to either make it open to the public as they have, as the club has in the past, or will there be streaming options available? Uh, yes, uh, is the answer on making it open to the public. That is the plan. Uh, we're finalizing dates uh, for home preseason match or matches. It may, it may just be one home preseason match. We're not sure yet. Um, but uh, Team Jacob in the house from Harry in the chat. Hi, Harry. Good job, Harry. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So the plan is to make that match or matches open to the public. That is the plan. Um, this, as you mentioned, the streaming capabilities, the infrastructure out at Mesa, particularly in February, not <laughs> ideal. Um, the weather out at Mesa del Sol in February, not ideal. We'll all be in our puffy jackets. I would, I would wager, uh, wager. But it'll be, it'll be fun out there. Like I said, we will, we will m very likely make it open to the public. We want to see people coming out there having a great time. Uh, well, thank you, know. Harry. I appreciate that. I, I will say, given the weather we've had this past week and a half or so, we may not need jackets by the time we get a home preseason. Match. I mean, I would take it. I would take it. Uh, but. I, you guys know, you get to late February, early March in New Mexico. It, it can be, particularly out of Mesa del Sol, it can look like Mars out there at times. So La I remember last year, the first half I was freezing and the second half I was sweating. So yep. that's, yeah. that's you go New Mexico weather seasons, in March. Yeah. Go through all four seasons in one day in March and late mm -hmm. February, early March. Again, Mesa makes that worse. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it's good for our guys, right? They're learning. Uh, the guys who are new in particular are out there thinking like, Oh my God, where am I? But then they're prepared. They understand it. And uh, you know, we, we, from what I can see, I was out at the first day of training yesterday. Um, and it, I don't know if you want to dive into that a little bit, but yeah, absolutely. Yes, we, we are fast boys. We are fast. Uh, that was the one thing I noticed with the majority of our signings so far that have come in, they have all been speedy, which yeah. I know is something that a lot of fans, have clamored for the last five we, years we've because we have not been a very fast team. Like we've exactly. had fast players, certainly, of course, mm -hmm. but we've been more of like a, a sturdy uh, kind of methodical team. And just from what I can tell, again, it was one day of training. So grain of salt, it seems like Eric really wants to play vertically, which that's fun. That is fun. Soccer. That's fun to watch. Um, I mean, just again, an indication of half, half a season sample size last year, Eric played a heck of a lot more vertical. Mm -hmm. um, in that second half of the season. So uh, really hoping that we play vertical, fun football, and, and it's looking that way in the early going. So we certainly have the with the horses for courses, as they say. Yeah, you talk about some of those new faces in and around the club. Uh, let's talk about the two newest signings, Chris Gloucester and Abu Dunlady. I mean, these are guys who you watch them on film, incredibly athletic, both pacey guys, uh, you know, Dunlady. Uh, Gloucester appears to be the, the replacement for Austin over there on the left. Um, how have they been looking so far and how do you see them fitting in? Yeah, it's a good question. So uh, we can, we can take them one by one. I'll start with Abu. We'll just go alphabetically. Uh, you guys <laughs> talked to him a little bit on the, uh, on the introductory press conference. Fun guy, uh, mm -hmm. really, really outgoing. Uh, you can tell he's done media appearances before, um, <laughs> which is uh, appreciated on my end because sometimes we get guys in who haven't had a lot of experience with that. We we do you know we do trainings and we work through it and all that stuff. But he's just a really fun, outgoing, really nice guy. Some great I wasn't, experience. I wasn't ahead. thrilled. I wasn't thrilled when he told me to leave the 
the room. Uh, well, you deserved it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it'd be one thing if, if you weren't wearing that garbage that you're wearing right now. Uh, but ugh, gross. I'm going to leave the room. Um, no, no, but, but Abu's got, in addition to being a really good dude, I, again, just for meeting him a few times, it seems, um, great experience, man. Mm -hmm. uh, MLS experience. And I mean, he, he is fun to watch. So he's a Ghanaian player. Um, you know, he, he plays for us, but he played for Minnesota United uh, for, for a fair amount of time there. Um, he's had a lot of really good, he went to UCLA, by the way, prior to, uh, prior to becoming a pro, but he's played for uh, Nashville. He's played for Minnesota. He's, he went overseas to, um, to uh, Beelish last year. He played for Beelish uh, in the Albanian league last year. I mean, he's a player that, again, he plays quick. But he's not – he's one of our bigger guys. I will say we are smaller, I think, than we've ever been, um, which again, I, don't know. I think it's a – We weren't necessarily tall yeah. before. So. Year one, year one, we were tiny, so. Yeah, I think I think we've always been a little small. Uh, but yeah. I think it's also – this year, I think it's kind of a trade-off for speed. So I'll take that. Um, our set pieces may be a little lower to the ground maybe. Um, but but Abu, Abu, I'm excited to see what he can do. And then Chris Gloucester – um, you know, again, you talk about really great experience. This is a guy who, you know, was nearly picked up by Newcastle not that long ago. Newcastle was was sniffing around trying to sign Chris Gloucester. So, um, you know, he's a player who's he's won titles. He's he won a, he won an MLS Cup. He won a Campeones Cup. You know, he's played for MLS clubs like Atlanta United and, and New York City FC. And so, again, we're getting these guys with really high level experience. Um, and then again, they also, you know, I do this the first day that they come in before they have their first training session, I sit down with all the new guys and I do just quick little bio stuff, right? Name, age, height, birthplace, all these different things. And I, one of the questions I ask them is, do you have any messages for the fans? And to a man, every single one of the guys of the new guys said, I came here for the fans. I see what United does, what their fans bring. And I want to be part of that. And so when you get guys who are, like motivated by that, motivated by the community impact, motivated by the atmosphere. That's exciting. And it also means it's a responsibility for us as fans to get out there and like on March 9th, make sure that the place is packed and that they are motivated and that they see, oh my God, it was a good idea to come here. Now let's go win this match against Pittsburgh. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we're going to do. Rachel over in the chat. Rachel, so glad to have you here. Subliminal man, thank you for popping on in. Uh, as you guys are in the chat, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, be sure to throw your questions and comments up in the chat for David. And yeah, we'll get those I'll answer the evening. Yeah. Uh, provided it's not a Pete leak, I think. Uh... Well, Pete's not here. Pete's not here. <laughs> Nothing to leak. Pete is Pete is doing probably working on stadium stuff as we speak. Uh, I How's... will not be leaking, Earl. <laughs> How's the stadium stuff going? It's good. It's good. It's, it's slow and steady, right? That's, I mean, you, you guys, for those folks who maybe, uh, who haven't uh, been keeping up as much, we've gone through a couple processes, a couple of the, the speed bumps uh, in the process, because there's always going to be those. Um, so we, we got through the city council vote, which I think is the one that most people know about. Uh, and now we're in the EPC appeal process. Uh, the, uh, that is something that is slow. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, a waiting game. Uh, but once we get through that EPC appeal process, we can really start hitting the pavement on design ideas and all these kinds of things. You know, we're working, we're already starting to work on those things behind the stage, uh, behind stage rather. Um, but 
it, it's something that we we really get to start moving forward through once we get through that EPC process. Had a had a meeting tonight, uh, as I mentioned, I got home about you know 10 minutes before we 10, 15 minutes before we came on the air. Uh, meeting tonight with uh, a group of balloonists at a balloon fiesta park at the balloon museum there, the quad A they are called, good group of folks. Uh, and their focus is, hey, how is this going to affect ballooning at the park? Because it is balloon fiesta park, right? It's a, it's for ballooning first and foremost. And so we had some really great conversations. We learned a lot about, okay, you know, this is where, if this is where the stadium goes, right? It's behind these power lines in the corner of the park. How does that affect your flight patterns? How does all these different things? So we learned um, far more than we spoke. Um, but we are able to answer, answer some questions and we're going to continue to have these meetings with neighbors and interested parties and, you know, folks who have questions, uh, whether they're excited or scared or somewhere in between. Uh, it's important that it's a community project and you don't, you know, have a community project by just not listening. So we're, we're really, we're really proud to continue to listen. And I, I'm excited for once we get through the EPC process, assuming all goes according to plan, where we really get to start having the conversations about, Oh man, what does the supporter section look like? You know, what do the bathrooms look like? What do what does the berm look like? All these different things. You guys have seen some initial renderings, and obviously those are just initial ideas, and they'll definitely change. But you know, we've got some initial ideas, and, and I'm excited to dive into them further with with folks who who are interested. So how it, soon? Sorry, Seth. No, no, you're good. How soon can we have the Suggs and Devon statues up after <laughs> it's made? I'll tell you what, let's focus on bathrooms first. Um, and, oh, then, and then and then maybe we can dive into those. I've always been partial to myself. The thing that I would like is like, what if we called like one of the sections like the Devon Sandoval stand or something like that, right? I know they do that at a lot of uh, a lot of English parks, right? It's the it's the Wayne Rooney stand or it's the you know David Beckham stand or whatever it is. I think that would be something that would be pretty cool. But uh, those are the fun conversations we get to have here pretty soon. And I'm looking forward to those. Good, so good. You mentioned the, the EPC process um, and there's still some, some hoops to go through. Has the club already started looking for you know, architectural company to, to start putting designs together? Where's that process at? So we're, we're in the process right now. We, we have a, a company that we, a local company here that we've worked with for, for a long time on this project. They're called improve group. Um, and they are kind of uh, they, they hit up like the, the planning process, right? The, the project planning process. Uh, again, all New Mexican group um, from right here in Albuquerque. They do some really incredible work. Um, we need to make sure that we get through the EPC process first before we can really hire like architecture firms or things like that, because we need to make sure that the money's all there, <laughs> right? Uh, and, that, and that's that's how we get through that. Once we get through it, then we get to dive into those things. So Improved Group's the ones uh, who have put together the renderings that you've seen so far, and they're they're terrific. But again, those are really just conceptual um, when we get past this EPC process, then we get to say, okay, this is really how, you know, tall the light stands should be, or this is really how you want to build this portion of the stadium to make it structurally sound, but also fun for people and that kind of stuff, stuff that no, none of us have like an expertise on, um, right. Cause we don't build buildings for a living, but we get to dive into that stuff too. The club has always been supportive of its uh, former members and obviously some big news coming out this offseason. Troy, Zach, both headed D.C. United and now Cody, D.C. United goalkeeper coach. Cody announcing his retirement as well. Um, have you or anyone else in the front office had contact with those guys? How are they doing? Um, what are they looking forward to as far as uh, their upcoming season? Yeah, I've been texting with all three of those guys. Um, really 
excited for them. If we're Tormenta West, then I think DC is now New Mexico United East. Um, I'm excited for them. I'm excited to see what they're able to do and, and nobody better to lead than, than Troy Lesane. Um, Zach Prince is going to do an incredible job there. Cody Mizell is going to do an incredible job there. Cody, I'm so excited for him. I mean, first gig as a coach is, is a MLS level. I mean, good for him, man. He, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Um, I think it's good if I'm a goalkeeper for DC United. I think I like the fact that I've got a coach who fresh out, he understands what it's like to be, to be a player in this league currently. Um, so that's something that's really exciting. And yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see what those guys do. I, you know, I've never been just a fan of DC United. I'm a Philadelphia Union guy myself, so I don't necessarily like the team. But this year I'll be cheering for those guys every match. Um, I, I want I want Troy and Zach and Cody to just absolutely crush it out there, and I hope they lift a cup. Harry with a very important question from the chat. Is DC United going to be loaning a stud to, to, to the black and yellow? Harry, do you know something I don't know? Because uh, that'd be great. That'd be great. We'll always, we'll always take that. I mean, the hope is, um, you know, Itamar and and Eric and the whole coaching staff have been working their butts off uh, all off season to to get our roster prepared, right? Um, I don't know if any team has had more turnover than us, other than maybe San Antonio. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've don't had a ton of turnover. Um, you know, they have. But Does Vegas even have a roster yet? So, yeah, I mean, I guess if you count not having a roster, it's a lot of turnover. <laughs> but they got a new owner, right? So that's that's exciting. You get, I mean, they're the only team in the league that has a uh, MLB, you know, potentially future Hall of Famer as their uh, as their owner, although the vote didn't go so well for, for Joey Bats today. Um, but uh, I'm excited to see what, what our roster looks like. If we need a loan, maybe we'll, maybe we'll reach out to Troy. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I'm excited to see what we've got. So you mentioned some... I think that might have been off air that you mentioned that we had some trialists and some academy kids. Uh, wow, out. Jacob Leaks. Thanks a lot, Jacob. I, I think everybody knew that. Uh, <laughs> is uh, do you think the roster is pretty much set uh, aside from some trialists and academy players coming up, or it's a good we have question? Big name coming in. No, it's a good question. Uh, Coach has said that he wants the roster to be around twenty three, twenty four. Um, so right We're now. Yeah, currently at 19, so that would mean four or five more players added to the roster. Are those going to be trialists, or are those going to be signees from elsewhere? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I think that some of the the folks that are trialing right now, uh, there's a few names that I think folks might recognize uh, when the when the tweets start coming out. Um, although we may just put trialist or well, what did we say before? It wasn't trialist. It was uh, redacted. 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 Yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll be, maybe they'll be redacted. Uh, obviously we need another goalkeeper on the roster. We've only got one right now. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if those are going to be trialists. Obviously that'll, that'll depend upon how they, do, how they do. Right. If, if, if the trialists come out and lay an egg and they're not going to make the roster, if they come out and they, they crush it, then, then maybe they will. Um, so Ultimately, that's on them. We also have a few academy players uh, who are going to be making the trip out to, to Dallas um, and, and getting their shots. So I'm excited to see what these guys do. Hey, there you go. Harry hit her right on the head. Hopefully some United Academy kids. You think New Mexico United is Academy? Hold on, Harry. Hold on, Harry. We have one of the most successful academies in the entire country. Man. We've, we've been we've, – this academy team has existed for three years, and they've made the academy finals all three years, man. Come on. Come on, Harry. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, a couple Academy kids will be making the trip out to Dallas. We're excited for that. Um, it'll be three 30-minute periods. 
um, for that match. So I think we're really going to see pretty much everybody getting some time, which will be nice. It'd be pretty cool if you're an Academy kid to say, oh, yeah, I'm playing against FC Dallas tomorrow. That's cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. You know, I've got I've got gym class on Thursday and FC Dallas on Saturday. So no big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and looking even farther ahead, you know, we've got the schedule. We know the full. You know, we've got the full schedule out already. Tickets are on sale. By the way, I saw on the homepage of the t- of the website today for a, a two o'clock kickoff. On yeah, March 9th. yeah. There's there's a couple reasons for that. Uh, one, we hope it'll be warmer at two o'clock than it is at seven o'clock. That's that's the main one. Um, again, we talk about March 9th. It could be it could be a little chilly. But you know what? March 9th in 2019 was pretty freaking amazing. So uh, we're excited for that. The other reason is uh, the Topes are uh, working on getting, they've got new lights in this year and they've just got to get those uh, finished getting put in place prior to the season. So that first one will be at 2 p.m. Almost every other match throughout the season will be at 7 p.m. Okay. Uh, But yeah, looking at, we've got some new faces this year. Rhode Island debuting in the USL Championship this year. Yeah, they just had Albert Dequa. Um, MVP. Yeah, they made a number of good signings out there in Rhode Island. I'm interested to see what they do. But, you know, we're out there for their first ever home match. And then a couple weeks later, make that one. That would be really cool. I've looked into into that one myself. It's not cheap Um, to get out there, though. No. It is not. Yeah. Um, and then a few weeks later, we've got North Carolina FC making the jump back to USL Championship, a club that we have not seen. And then obviously with uh, the loss of some other clubs this year, we've seen FC Tulsa and Memphis join the West. So yeah. it should be yeah. interesting. RGV going out uh, was played, played a role in that, obviously. So uh, Tulsa does what Tulsa does, and they go back and forth between the East and the West, I feel for them, because uh, it's never the same thing. It seems like more than two years in a row for Tulsa, but I'm excited to have them back in the West. We really like their fans. They've got they've got a great group over there, mm-hmm. um, and and the Crafts who who run that team do a really great job. I like FC Tulsa a lot, so I'll probably make that trip. I've had a lot of fun on those away days to Tulsa. Um, I want to do that trip to Rhode Island. I really do. It's their first ever match, like you mentioned, and they're going to be good. Um, so I'm trying to trying to make it happen. We'll see. We'll see. I think it'll be really really cool. But yeah, lots of lots of new. Faces, um, Memphis coming over to the West. They're pretty far east to be in the West, you guys. That's, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> but we're getting, we're getting, you know, hopefully soon to getting a team in New Orleans, uh, which I'm hoping they're in the West because that would be a hell of an away day uh, mm-hmm. on Bourbon Street. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, get some New Mexico United fans to act up on Bourbon Street. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it, it's constantly moving, constantly evolving. Um, what twenty eight teams? Uh, in the league right 24 teams rather in the league right now um so you know there's always teams coming and going and moving and expanding and you know monterey bay not that long ago was in reno so things change uh we stay constant we're happy to stay constant we'll just get our our new stadium in place in the next couple years and and get the ball rolling so subliminal man this is i brought this up this is something that i don't think is getting talked about enough the the documentary that trevor noah did former daily show host trevor noah uh, uh, on soccer, came out to New Mexico, uh, worked with the club. How did that come about? Now, I know that um, it was really well-received, but I haven't necessarily seen as much as I feel like should have been talked about about this documentary. Yeah, How did that come about, and what was Trevor's? What was the club's experience with Trevor? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. We worked on that for about two weeks uh, straight, uh, and, and it's, it's difficult to get two weeks out of my schedule, but uh, two weeks straight on that project, uh, about a year and change ago, um, you know, when, when Nava was first coming up, 
Um, and if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, it's on Paramount Plus and Showtime. It's called The World According to Football. Um, and the premise of the show is that soccer is, it's the world's game, obviously, we all know this, but it's also a reflection of the world, the good and the bad, um, and inequality and, and all these things that, that happen in the world are also often reflected in, in soccer. Um, so it's a five-part mini-series, docu-series uh, on Showtime and, and Paramount+, Plus, uh, where Trevor Noah narrates and produces, uh, and he dives into a different piece of soccer, a different continent. Uh, each match. And we, along with a really awesome small club, a youth club up in, in Portland, were the North American episode, which is episode two of the series. And, and the focus on New Mexico United uh, was largely around Christian Nava and David Estrada, but specifically talking about our scholarship academy and the pay to play system. Um, and I mean, you know us, you know that we actively try and fight that pay to play system because we think that soccer should belong to everybody. Um, and high level level soccer should belong to everybody and not just the people, the kids who, whose parents can afford it. Um, so our scholarship academy is, is pretty unique um, in the US uh, and we're really, really proud of that. And we, you see a lot of that uh, in the documentary and you see, again, you get to learn about Christian Nava's journey. You talk to his mother who's, who's wonderful um, and, and really dive into why that's important, how we make the game more available and more accessible to everyone. Um, we're really proud of it. I think they did a really great job. Uh, did not get to meet Trevor personally. Uh, he didn't, he didn't make the trip out to New Mexico. Uh, but, uh, the people who worked on the project, the producers and the, the camera folks and the sound folks, and, uh, there's a whole bunch of folks out there. Uh, they're, they're wonderful to work with and, and we're really appreciative and it's been great. Sorry, Seth's dying. Yeah, Seth is, <laughs> let's fill this space, Jacob. Let's just yeah. talk about uh, Tottenham or shit. Um, <laughs> okay, Seth's back. Uh, Everton are apparently going to get you know points deducted again. Again, for, again. This it's such it's so ridiculous. It really so is. here's the thing, man. Let me ask you a question as an Evertonian. Yeah. Uh, if if Everton get points deducted, would would you take that if it meant Man City also got points deducted? I yes, good man, good man, absolutely. Man. I mean, look, Man City's facing what 115 charges. They should be banished from the Premier League, and, and that's not, not just a because a thing I has been done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a well, thing. The thing has is, been they've done got more money than the rest. They got more money than God. That's what yeah. it comes down to. I mean, that's <laughs> that's UEFA for you right there. That's FIFA for you right there. Um, yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. And the thing is, Everton's been playing so well. Without that first deduction, we'd be sitting top half the table right now. So. Yeah. And when they got the deduction, I said, I think I said to you, I was like, I don't think they're going to get relegated even with the deduction. I really yeah. don't. If they get another one, that's another story. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, they they're they are not relegation level at all, mm -hmm. um, and they're still out of out of the relegation zone despite that deduction. So hopefully they don't get another one. But hopefully Man City, we're like we're this close. But yeah. I it's it's been it's been a weird season in the Premier League outside of you know the top three basically, but and I know Everton's uh, points deductions already under appeal and they cited another charge, but yeah it's like how do you and this is off from what we normally from where we would normally go but how do you and the second charge already is part of like two years that have already they've already been charged for, so yeah. I, well, I don't understand. and again the, the the issue to me is just. Everton gets this deduction. Fine, whatever. But man's exactly what Harry said there. 
how Man City escapes any sort of punishment. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense that Everton can be punished and Man City, who has far more charges, is not punished. What's, what's the difference here? Well. Yeah. yeah, what's the difference here? Newcastle and Man City have more money than God, right? They have entire nation states supporting them, and mm-hmm. Everton doesn't. I mean, not that Everton is particularly poor either, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. It, it's just, it's a focus. Yeah, it, it feels fishy. It all feels fishy. It always does with Man City. Yeah, and if you look at the, the upcoming rules changes for FFP, mm-hmm. Everton will be fine. Sure. Everton wouldn't even be in trouble. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so, yeah. It's a, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, and then, you know, there's all the talk about the Super League coming back too. I don't I know we don't want to make this a Premier League podcast, but uh, it's interesting stuff happening over in Europe right now. <laughs> Oh, Harry. Yeah. yeah, I saw the interview with the, with the, the post of what CEO of the new Super League. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it happens, but. I don't think it'll happen either. There. I mean, the big clubs have come out and said that they're against it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, can they change their mind if the, if the dollars are right? Of course they could. And, and they would if the dollars were right. Um, I'm hoping they don't. I'm hoping they don't. Earl, do you want to like talk about wrestling for a few minutes? Make you feel better? Actually, Earl, can you tell me why you're broadcasting from a bathroom? That's a laundry room. It's my laundry room. Come on. Okay, Just making sure. Um, and it's because I have a fiance asleep on the other end of the house, so I'm being quiet. He's, he's considered. That's why, that's why you're being quiet. Okay. Yeah, because when you're cooking an extra person, you just get tired, I guess. I don't, I don't know. There you go. <laughs> I, I should, it's gonna be so much fun in a few months when Earl finally has his kid. <laughs> Can you imagine a little Earl running around just saying like just saying the most like off-color stuff? <laughs> Saudi Arabia's gonna, gonna bomb us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, bring it bring bring the little one to the press box, please. Please. I plan on it. I plan on it. That baby's first words are gonna be suck it. <laughs> no, that baby's first words are probably gonna be fuck. <laughs> Well, put the explicit tag on your podcast episode, Seth. Uh, Earl, Earl, you're a wrestling guy, right? I am. I am. Have you gone to Duke City Championship Wrestling? No, I don't support them. Okay. Good talk. okay. They. <laughs> yeah, so they don't take care of their wrestlers um, to where they will have a match in Amarillo one night, and then the guy gets his neck broken. But then he's scheduled to fight out here in Albuquerque the next night. And if he doesn't make it, then he loses money and just loses his job pretty much. Well, that is Even more he broke his information neck. than I've ever known about wrestling, ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Duke City Wrestling, I won't support, but there's other ones. Um, trying to think of which one it is. My, but I have a couple friends. Um, from Mountain Air that actually wrestle in that league, in that little company, I guess. Okay. All yeah, right. Earl, Earl is preparing for the Royal Rumble this weekend. That's uh that's a yeah, so this week's uh it's a great re- it's a great weekend for me, sports weekend, because there's Royal Rumble and then obviously two days of football or two games of football Sunday. So Earl, why are you watching? Your team's not in anymore. Because I have a fiance who is a oh no, oh no, uh oh, oh no, 
<laughs> oh no. Oh. Yeah. That's rough. Not as rough as the Eagles. I'll see myself out. I'll see Jake, myself you out. You and I only agree on one team. It really is true. Yeah. <laughs> I like Miami. I like Miami. I like the Heat. They're not my right. like favorite team, but I don't hate them like I actively do your other team. Well, your football and your American football choices suck. <laughs> Just, so there you go. I'm surprised you have an opinion on the Bucks. Most people don't. Oh, I, th- I, don't know I have. I can't, I'm going to stay out of this one. Hold on. Hold on. What? I thought you were a Cowboys no, fan. No, I'm the Cowboys God, fan. No. Oh, God, well, no. I'm the Cowboys fan. All right. Well, yeah, I don't really care about the Bucks. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's fine. We did beat you last week. And I don't really care about the Cowboys either. You you beat. We're terrible. We're off. Oh, you really are. <laughs> we're off. I don't know. I, that 10 and 1 really carried you to the to the finish line. We're the first team in history to go 10 and 1 and then not get 12 wins. That's not great. No. <laughs> no. Not but, at all. Earl, don't let that distract you from the fact that in 1998, The Undertaker threw mankind off Hell in a Cell and plummeted 16 feet through an announcer's table. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> That's why that's why David's the best, guys. <laughs> and then he also just, came back and got chokes on through the cell. He just Googled that I knew shit. I knew most of the words, but I had to Google <laughs> like the last bit of it. Because if I got a word wrong, I knew Earl would have would have gotten me. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty lenient on wrestling facts. I mean, if you know one, cool. If you don't, it's not for I, anybody. I know Ric Flair oh, uh, was at the Eagles Bucks game. He was. He was. Woo! And a Bucks journey. I know I'm excited so for we're so off topic. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm excited for Monday Night Raw to go to Netflix. That's about it. Yeah, we, that that came out today, and I, I put it in our group chat. Um, so we've we've seen Netflix try to do live events in the past, and it has not gone well for Netflix. Um, you know, I guess it's Monday Night Raw, the equivalent of Monday Night Football, basically, like every yes. week kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's you know, every week, not yeah. just football season. It is yeah. all year round, basically. Oh, yeah. it's three hundred sixty-five. It's all. It's twelve months. Fifty-two wow. weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we, we know that even you know the big streamers, you know, Peacock has had its issues. Paramount Plus has had its issues. I mean, and even like you watch some of the USL matches over on ESPN Plus or wherever they may be. I mean, uh, I mean, let's go. Around. I mean, I want to ask for all of you. Like, is this a good? thing for netflix are they gonna be able to handle this from a live streaming perspective given how bigger companies fail to do live streaming well at times has netflix done live events before not of this nature but they've tried to do like live premiere events of like some of those like reality shows and things like that and they failed miserably well i i've said as, as a soccer guy myself um you know we'll be we'll be at you know tin can alley watching watching arsenal and everybody who watches the Premier League, I think, experiences this where just out of nowhere, the stream cuts out or it blips and then the audio is off the video and, or, you know, you, you try to load into the match and it you get the circle of doom. And mm-hmm. it's just I, I've had conversations with people. And it's just like, man, if, if some company, Google, Amazon, whatever, one of the big companies decided to really lean in on a soccer streaming app and really put in the infrastructure needed to make it awesome, soccer fans would go nuts. They would get so much brand loyalty. They would It would be unbelievable. And, and I think right now, Peacock and Paramount Plus are probably the best uh, options, but they're not great. They're not great, you know? So, yeah, I would, I would love to see somebody, one of the big guys, Netflix, sure, somebody like that, just lean into a soccer streaming app. Like, 
the content of like um, like a Golazo or a Fubo, like it's all soccer all the time, but like the infrastructure of a Netflix would be unbelievable. That would be so great. So uh, here's hoping, here's wishing. I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah, you talk about some of the loading issues. I mean, even, even tuning in, like I've seen it at times where matches they'll play like 10 seconds, it'll loop back and play the yep. same 10 seconds. And it's, I just, I don't understand why, and for a company as big as Peacock, NBC, Comcast, whoever, whatever you want to call them, for as long as they've been doing Premier League, why is it that they're still having these issues? And, and so again, that's my concern. There's so much money in it, right? There's mm-hmm. so much money to be made. If, if let's just say you did what, what, ESPN Plus says, I think they're up to, what are they up to, like, ten ninety nine a month now or something like that? Um, because it's gone up a couple times. It's 20-something it, if you have the bundle. Right, right. But let's just say you get the standalone ten ninety nine, mm-hmm. And every Premier League fan in the United States, when the Premier League is the biggest league in the United States as far as soccer goes, if you had everybody tuned in, if it was good, you could make so much money. Nobody would ever want to, like, leave. Nobody would ever want to want to complain it would just be terrific all the time and again what drives all these companies is just like what drives man city or tottenham or arsenal or any team is is any any premier league team is the money so why not you know lean in i I really think there's a ton of money to be made i think the money's already being made is part of the problem even with because we're not taking our money away when it's shitty yeah even when even with a, a less than than par product we're still paying yeah, we're, so, so we're, we're the problem there, right? Because we don't yeah, punish them for a subpar product. I, that's a good point. That's a good point. And um, and same with like ESPN Plus. Like I, ESPN for my whole life has been, you know, the worldwide leader in sports. It's been <laughs> the place to go for sports. Yet every time I go to watch a video on ESPN on the app, other than like ESPN Plus, like the actual like live programming, it's all right. Yeah, it's actually like, pretty good. But if you go to watch a highlight, you have to sit through a fifteen minute or fifteen second ad. Every yeah. even if it's a even if it's a thirty second long highlight, you have yeah. to sit through a fifteen second high ad, and then it takes half the time. Load. Half the time it doesn't even work. Exactly. So that's the that's the frustrating thing, right? Like you know, I'm a diehard Phillies fan, and you know, Phillies are playing a game. You know, there's a lot of overlap between the baseball season and the end of the New Mexico United season. So Seth and I would talk Phillies and Braves. Uh, you know, in the press box and, you know, a Phillies highlight would come up on my phone. I'd click it. Half the time, it just takes you to the Phillies homepage. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I clicked this highlight and now the notification is gone. So I can't even find the highlight. Yeah, this stuff, it's so frustrating. ESPN has money, right? Fox Sports, CBS Sports, NBC, whatever. They have money. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, maybe we just aren't punishing them enough. Take Speaking of punishing people. Else. God, where are you going with this, Seth? <laughs> Speaking of punishing people. Um, I wanted to get your take, David, on MLS's decision to try to pull out of the Open Cup and potentially send their next pro teams in. I mean, ju- I mean, obviously, you're really going to need could- to get the explicit tag ready. <laughs> I, I'm all for it, uh, but I mean, you know, obviously, the one sanctioning says that they have to participate. They have to participate to maintain their D1 sanction. Did you say you're all for them not having their first teams? No, no, no. Oh, absolutely. No, no, I I, absolutely should. I I think it's a terrible idea for them to put the next pro teams in because that's what they want to do. But I don't see I don't see how that works from a USSF standpoint. And and personally, I'm glad USSF made the stand that they did. I was shocked that they did it. I'm going to be honest. I'm pleasantly surprised. But but here's the thing. 
what the MLS clubs, you guys know this, what the MLS clubs do year in and year out anyway for the first few matches, first few rounds, is they send their they send those players anyway. They're just wearing the first team colors. Mm-hmm. Right. We saw it all the time in the league when RGV was a Houston Dynamo property, right? When the switchbacks had the relationship with Colorado Rapids. Um, you know, when you know Real Real Monarchs and Real Salt Lake, they would send players down. But then in the open cup, you know, when we when we played against FC Dallas, or we played against Colorado Rapids. We did not face their starting 11. Let's be honest about that. We won. It was freaking awesome. I cried when we won in that shootout against Colorado. It was amazing. Uh, we've talked about me crying twice on this episode. Um, but they have, they're not sending their starting 11. When we faced a starting 11, we lost 7 1. You know, it was, it was in the quarter final. Stick, Sorry, 6 1. I get that six wrong one. all the time. 6 1. I don't need to make it worse than it was. Um, <laughs> But we lost 6-1, right? So they already do that. But then when you get to the quarterfinal, semifinal, final, they really put out their team. Um, So, again, I'm of the belief that despite what USSF has said, and again, it was the right thing for them to say and do, I think we're still going to see that. I don't think it'll really change much, right? If we play against uh, Colorado Rapids in the third round of the Open Cup, I think we'll be playing maybe some of their academy players, they're guys who aren't typically starting, and hopefully we'll beat them, right? I mean, that's no different than it's been in the past. But to say, to disrespect the oldest tournament in the United States, the most prestigious tournament in the United States, one that means a lot to a lot of teams, and I'm not just talking about USL teams. I'm talking about amateur teams. I'm talking about NISA teams. I'm talking about all of these clubs. It means so much to so many people. It galvanized our community in 2019 to say that, eh, we're not going to try that sucks, man. That's disrespectful of the game here in the States and the growth of the game. So shame on the MLS for that. Good on the USSF. I don't say that very often. Good on the USSF for stepping up. Um, and let's go win the damn thing. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are, are missing out on, especially those that don't follow the, the bigger leagues around the world, you know, Premier League. And you look at the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup. And, you know, these are massive tournaments that include clubs from all levels of competition across England. And then obviously you have, you know, you've, you've got the, the DFB Pokal in, uh, in Germany and you've got other national cups as well. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people are missing out. It's the fact that this is the tournament mm-hmm. now from, from a competitive standpoint, if all we see is Dex pro two teams, that gives us a better shot of making uh, CONCACAF champions league. Yep. But yeah, it's absolutely disrespectful to to the tournament, to the other teams, in my opinion. And then it, and you talked about the growth. It's something we talk about constantly: you know, the growth of the sport. When your top level teams are not participating in this tournament, that's a bad look. Of course it is. And and again, we where do we go back to the thing we've gone back to three different times? It's the money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you're LAFC, you want to win the MLS. Because that's where the money is, right? You win the you win the MLS Cup. That's where the money is. Now, with that said, if you can win the Open Cup and you get a spot in Concacaf Champions League, there's money to be made there too. Which is why, when you get to the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the finals, these MLS teams are trotting out their starting eleven. But prior to that, it's more of a risk. They don't want players to get injured. I understand it. And again, like you said, this also happens around the world, right? The FA Cup, uh, it, and and Harry mentioned this in in. Uh, and, you know, the MLS Next Pro teams are basically just going to trot out on the badge of the first team. I agree. But in, in the FA Cup, the early rounds of the FA Cup, a club like Tottenham, they're not going to play their starting 11, right? 
I mean, they're a small club, so they might. But you know, a club, a club like Everton, <laughs> they're not, <laughs> they're not going to play. They're starting eleven against Grimsby Town, right? They're not going to play. They're starting eleven against Rochdale, and that's no disrespect to Grimsby or Rochdale, but they feel as though they can beat those teams with their reserve eleven or their academy eleven. And again, when you get to the final of the FA Cup, the semifinal, the quarterfinal, all of a sudden Chelsea is trotting out their starting eleven. You know. You, you get it. So it happens around the world. I just hate the idea, the disrespect of the idea that we're only going to play our reserve teams and our reserve badge. That's it's just it shouldn't work that way. Yeah, I completely agree. And I just, you know, it, it'll be really interesting to see how how Open Cup handles it, how USSF handles it this year. And I mean, like you guys are saying, more likely we're just going to see those players called up, you know, or loaned up to the to the big to the, to the MLS team to for those early round matches, but maybe there's some changes that need to be made to the tournament structure as a whole. You know, maybe MLS, maybe maybe just makes so that everyone enters at at the first round. I would love that. You know, I would you know, love to that. make it a true open tournament or or something along those lines. I don't know what the answer is, but and, and I give think, me honestly, give me LAFC in the first round. Bring it on. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I want I want to play DC United in Albuquerque this year. That's what I want. That would be fun. That Wouldn't would be that be amazing? Fun. Yeah. I think that's something that would benefit the Cup, too, is, you know, MLS teams have to travel. Uh, I, I've advocated for that for years. I totally agree. Um, at least in the first, like, they come in in the the, the, the third round, the fourth round? Third fourth round. round. Third round. Third round for uh, non-playoff qualifiers. Fourth round for playoff qualifiers is what it is. So if you're in those first two rounds, I think bigger clubs should always travel to smaller clubs. By the way, when we're in, the, we come in in the second round, and we play against a Nisa team or we play against an independent club, we should travel there because it means more. It means more to them, right? If an MLS club were to come play here, it means something to us. If we go play there, nobody's going to show up. They don't care. Oh, it's lower league. They don't care. Yeah, but it, but if if we go to, you know, we went to, the, we played it against the team uh, from from Crucis last year. If that match was down there, they would have packed their tiny little place. It would have been awesome. It would have been amazing. I went down for the match uh, prior to, prior to our match the, between the two teams down there. I went to that match in Crucis um, in the second round, and it was it was they packed it for that. Could you imagine if the championship team came down there? They would have loved it. So again, if your goal is to grow the game in individual communities, that's a great step to do it. Make the bigger club travel. I also wish that they didn't do the regions year after year. Because I understand why they do that monetarily. I, I get it too, especially with the smaller clubs. Yeah. If they're making them travel. Mm -hmm. But if you made the bigger team travel, then like that, that might not necessarily be as much of an issue for it. I mean, DC can come down here easily. Yeah. We no, could, I like we, that a lot more. If that's we like could the combo, probably go, we could go play in Vegas easier than Vegas can come here. Uh, if we're talking about the legends, like we legends, played. Yeah. Was that last year or the year before? Two years uh, ago. Two years ago. Yeah. We could go play over there. We could afford to go play over there easier than they can come play over here. Yeah. So that's how you do it. You combine those two things, right? You make yeah. those make the bigger club travel and allow the and then get rid of the regions. That's fine. Yeah. I like that. We fixed it, guys. We did it. We solved <laughs> we saved soccer. Congratulations. <laughs> so there I have a go. I have a semi dumb question here. Are the USL championship games on ESPN plus again this year? Uh so they have they've announced the partnership with CBS Sports slash Golazo slash Paramount Plus. 
They are working on other stuff behind the scenes that they haven't let us in on yet. Cool. I imagine that has to be coming soon, um, but I don't know all the details on that yet. Um, hopefully, hopefully they announce something soon on that. Uh, I haven't seen anything about ESPN Plus confirmed or anything like that. I've just seen CBS slash Galazzo slash. I, I I forgot all about the Galazzo thing. I that was my bad. I just I, I knew you guys would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we're 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 planning on CBS Sports. That's that's our that's our plan moving into the season. Um, yeah. And it, it's uh, they're going to I think the league's going to be coming out with some stuff on just talking through like, hey, here are how the games are on Galazzo. Here are how the games are on Paramount Plus. And there's going to be a lot. The thing that's really cool, a couple things that are really cool about it. Uh, first one is there's going to be more uh, nationally broadcast games than we've ever had as a league, which is really awesome. The thing that I really like about it, though, is Galazzo is going to be covering the USL a ton. We've never had a situation where we have like the guys and gals at the desk with the analysis, right? Mm -hmm. I love that for, you know, if you're watching, you're watching NFL, right? You've got the halftime report and you've got the, the folks back at the desk. And then, you know, the next day on, on ESPN, they're talking about how, you know, the, the bills beat the jets. Right. Um, and that level of analysis keeps fans engaged. Now we're going to have our own version of that with Golazo, And I'm, I'm excited for that. I think that's really cool. And that's a way that you build new fans too, and keep fans engaged outside of just match day. I think it's really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Is the club still going to partner with KOAT as well? So we're we're having conversations right now on our uh, linear TV deal. We've got a couple stations that are interested, um, and we are we're working through that right now. We should have a decision decision on that in the next couple of weeks too. Jacob, I guarantee you that is not the dumbest question that David has heard. Oh no, <laughs> that's that was, that, was, that was a good question. No, it's good. It's good. I felt like it was a dumb question because I feel like I should have known the answer and I did not. Um, it's a long off season, man. Well, and Jacob, I was out for for a do while. Do you have any? So, okay. Do you have any names that people know you by? Names that people. Do you have any nicknames by? that people know you by? I don't know where you're going with this, Seth, but I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. You don't have any nicknames that people have carried over that have given you through the years that just kind of stuck. No, not really. I don't. I still don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> Um, well, I, I will have to, uh, like I said, you know, it's not the dumbest question that David has ever heard. So yeah, <laughs> I, we're there. Yeah, we're that, there. there. We got go. there. Yeah, I got there. <laughs> I got there. We'll tell you guys about it off there. We, we got there though. <laughs> Harry question Memorial day weekend promo against San Antonio. I believe that's our salute to service soccer salute service night. Uh, I'm looking forward Sweet. to that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we are working on all of our theme night kind of preparations and things like that. Uh, you guys know, uh, like probably the thing that people like most in New Mexico, as far as giveaways go, has been our flag nights. Um, we're planning on five of those this year, including opening night, which will be pretty cool. Opening night slash retro night. Um, and we're working on getting the other, other locations for those sorted. I can tell you, uh, we'll definitely have one on the first match of the season and definitely on the last match of the season for blackout night. The other three we're figuring out in the meantime. So, uh, will it, will Harry? Are you going to come out for that match? Well, I think he's, he's going to take a time to respond. It, but yeah, cool. I think I he's like planning. He's, he's we've talked about because we have a group chat with Harry. Um, we yeah, talk about all, all sorts of things. But please tell um, the Czechs, the Czech family, that I would love to see them come back out again. I love hanging out with them, and and we'd hope to have them out here as well. Yeah. So, um, I 
had a question that we kind of went off on that tangent there, but um, that's perfectly fine. I, I love that we've had great conversation. Um, Harry said I they want... are planning to get a group to travel over. Love that. All right. I have one quick question, Seth. You, mm -hmm. you don't lose your question. Keep I, it, I, keep I have to remember it. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Uh, is it safe to assume we're keeping the same jerseys, the same kits? Oh. The hesitation. I can confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> right there is a leak. I'll take that. That's not, I, I <laughs> That's said not nothing. I said nothing. <laughs> I said that no matter what I would have said there. You're, you're, well, no, you're, no. You're so it's either yes, we have the same jerseys, or no, it's neither confirm nor deny. I'll take it. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I, that is a question I've seen in a couple of different places. People asked about you know kits for this year. Um, obviously, Meow Wolf is going to be you know the 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 home kit sponsor. Um, a lifetime partnership. Yeah. Uh, which is going to be fantastic. Can't wait to see what comes out. And, you know, my, my initial thought when I saw that question was, well, the club does new kits every year anyway. So we're going to see so, some so sort of what, ultimate kit. The, the way that we, we've kind of planned things out, and I think I talked to you guys about this last year as well, what we're hoping to get into a rhythm of doing is that each year we potentially change one, right? So you've got your home, your way, and your third. Um, so what we're hoping to do hoping going forward and, and it's a lot of logistical legwork to make all these things happen but we're hoping to do is change one per season and the reason we want to do that is because we have been told in the past by fans and we heard loud and clear we can't afford to buy five new jerseys every year it's tough i believe me i know i i have bought every jersey we've ever made i even have this jersey which was never released so like those things add up and that was a very subtle flex on my part on the, on the <laughs> but um, Humble, so, right? so, so that, right. that's our hope is to potentially be able to do one new Jersey per season. That's our hope. Very if cool. that helps you solve any things, then hopefully that helps. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have one version of every season except for the first Puma year with the four stripes on the, on the torso. Yeah. I don't have one of those, and I'm kicking myself for not getting one of those, but I have everything else, basically. Well, Retro Night could be fun for you, Jacob. Just hang Ooh. tight. Okay, sweet. Yeah. There you go. Sounds good. Well, we finally get a long-awaited <laughs> uh, crossover between the between United and the Ice Wolves. You know, uh, we, we have uh, had conversations about some of the collaboration stuff. Um, you know, obviously, we did the collab with the Dukes. They don't play anymore, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's there's obviously there's other sports teams. There's the Ice Wolves. There's the Runners. Uh, there's the Gladiators. Uh, you know, there's the Aardvarks. Uh, I mean, we are we are not the only show in town, and we really want to support those other organizations. So, Earl, uh, question. What sport is the Aardvarks? You're muted. Seth, what sport is the Aardvarks? It doesn't I say there's a bad Hold on, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Because you sir a jackass for for saying that. Um, it's fucking rugby. Good job. Get that explicit tag ready again. Good job. Uh, Good job. I, love it. I keep it I knew you there. knew the answer. I knew you knew the answer. That's why I was calling it was, was your moment you to set shine. it up on a T for you. It was your moment to shine. Um <laughs> but 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 the the key, I mean we, we love we love supporting New Mexico. Mexicans, you know, that's, that's the thing. Right. So, you know, we did, you guys remember we did the United hockey Jersey a few years ago and mm -hmm. that, that did really, really well. So I don't know. We'll see if we can maybe get something going. We have 
uh, you know, Noche de Nuevo Mexico, celebration of New Mexico. So maybe maybe we get some sports teams involved. I think it'd be pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Man, we've covered a lot of different topics here tonight. Um, I know we are over our typical hour. Um, I never could remember that other question I had, but I'm sure you, I'll, you, I'll think about it. Jacob specifically told you not to forget it. I know. Well, I lost it before because we, we were we were talking and we went off on that tangent. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll Tan- We don't point. go off on tangents on this show. No. This yeah. whole damn show has been a tangent. It's been great. <laughs> so structured. Bam, bam, bam. Just the bullet points. I don't know what you're talking about. We didn't so, talk about uh, to be fair. To be, to be fair, fair. We, did hit, we did hit every bullet point that you came up with tonight. You did. Except for one. We missed one bullet point. Yes. Bring it home. And uh, our, our very last thing that we did want to discuss before we got out of here and I, is the New Mexico runners. They have struggled. They, they have been struggling struggled. this year. They're 0-4 currently. I think they started 0-4 last year, if I'm not mistaken. I watched the match uh, on the stream against, I think it was Wichita. They were out on the mm-hmm. road against Wichita. That was close. It was close. They lost it at the end. It was tight. They've all been I think they, was they that gave the, up the winner with like 30 seconds left, something like that. that. Yeah. It was a penalty game. The PK. I think it was yeah. 10 to 9 was the final, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kansas, yeah. 11 10 was the final there. 11 10. Uh, back on the 13th. And then this past weekend, they lost another thriller 8 7 to the Bombers. So, yeah, tough start. When's the next home season. match? This, uh, this coming it's Saturday Sunday. or this Sunday. 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 Sunday, the 28th. Yeah. Okay, and so there's actually a old refereeing with Seth, so I can't make it. But <laughs> if uh, you look at uh, Carlos's Facebook page, there's a curse block. So if you're looking for tickets, that's, they do that's have for the tenth. That's for the that's tenth. for El Paso. Yeah, that's for the tenth. That was wrong. Oh, Sorry, uh, not this. Time. I will always, uh, I will always cheer against El Paso in anything. So that might be the Fep- go. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Sunday, January 28th, the runners are at home against the Kansas Bandits. That's a 3:05 kick not a 505 kick so be aware of that if you're gonna head out there this weekend um but yeah runners sitting bottom of the table right now on four they still have a better Certainly. goal differential Certainly. than the bandits do uh <laughs> bandits are sitting ahead of minus 32 goal differential. oh my god <laughs> well they lost one game like 17 to nothing or something yeah. Crazy, minus you know, 32 like, yeah How many have uh the bandits have played seven so far they're two and five they i mean i guess that's in our soccer right there's a ton of goals yeah Jeez. Yeah, the <laughs> runners are sitting at a, at a minus 11 goal differential. So, Is Steve going to get out there and score another goal or what? We we <laughs> talked to Steve a couple weeks ago, and he says he hopes he doesn't have to get out there this year. Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, still want to see – extend his record, though. So. I still want to see Earl out there, though. Come on, Earl. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> if Casey can do it, Earl can do it. I mean, Casey just stood there, though. No, oh, my God. <laughs> Casey's an athlete, man. Come on. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love Casey to death. He's one of my best friends. Um, no, maybe I'll talk to Andres. Maybe he'll suit me up one night when I go out there in yeah. February. God, I can't wait. <laughs> there's also there's that new um, – there's a new NISA team. Oh, no, no. There's no, two. UPSL team, rather. New UPSL team. two of them. Two UPSL teams? Yeah, one in Creek and one in Santa Fe. What's the one in Santa Fe called? Santa Fe Gloom. Oh yeah, the Gloom. Uh, we actually were we were talking to the people who who do the Gloom thing out there. Are they UPSL? No, no, yeah. they're an indoor league. They're an indoor league. They're not UPSL. Um, they're they're futsal. It's a futsal team. That's what it is. Um, the Gloom. But yeah, yeah, that's uh that's another team. I and mean, there's lots of there's lots of stuff to do, man. It's great. We keep growing. 
That's a good thing. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Earl is doing some sort of research here quickly uh, while he's doing that. Uh, Jacob, do you have any final questions for David this evening? Oh, I could probably think of a thousand uh, for for the great David Wiesengarl, but I'm going to save everybody some time and, and say no. <laughs> say no. All right. Yeah, uh, if you're in the chat, if you've got anything else for David or uh, any of us, go ahead and throw it up there. Earl can't find what he's looking for. No, I got it. David okay. was right. It was NFPL. There you go. Okay. Yeah, there you go. National Football, National Pro Football League, foot, Futsal League or something like that. Yeah, National Futsal Pro League. There you go. Yeah, so as they've said, lots going on around the state, a lot of sporting events, a lot of different teams that you can get out and support. You know, we obviously, you know, we cover the runners, we cover United, and we talk about everything else in between uh, whenever we get the opportunity. I mean, obviously the Lobo men are playing well right there, right now. Uh, top, uh, ranked 25th in the nation after a fairly strong start to the year. Um, it, is, it is a tough place to win at the pit, man. Yeah, certainly is. If you can't, if you can get out there, get out to the pit. Support mm-hmm. the Lobos too, um, and there is that team down in, down in Las Cruces. I mean, they, I don't know much about them, but uh, I guess they're, I've heard they're I heard, I've heard they're doing okay in what are they, what Conference USA? Yeah, the Conference USA. Yeah, Conference USA. I, I can Aggie up, man. Come on, wobble in your <laughs> shoes. Wobble in your uh, shoes. You know, uh, I just know that I, I've never because of the fact I've always lived in Albuquerque since I since I moved out here. I've never had a lot of exposure. To, to state so you know, just kind of a lot of lobo stuff around here and here's a fun have... fact i got a fun fact for you okay for for new mexico state um the official mascot right now is from mountain air that's oh. cool there they do go. a thing do they do the kind of thing where uh they choose a new mascot each year every four years yeah so i went to west virginia and they choose a new mascot every year kind of cool yeah, no, my buddy Wyatt, he's been he's been the Pistol Pete for four years now. He graduates now in August. Nice. Very cool. So Earl is a semi-celebrity then. Yeah, David. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, if neither of you have anything else left for David, I don't have anything else. Uh, I want to say thank you guys all for being here. Appreciate uh, David, appreciate your time this evening. Jacob and Earl, appreciate you guys being here. Thank you to everyone over in chat. Um, David, if anyone, if you want anyone to follow you, uh, where can they follow you at? Anything else you want to share before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on, I'm on all the socials, uh, except uh, well, I'm on. I'm even on. I even have a TikTok now. I don't post anything. I just watch videos, <laughs> um, mostly cat videos. I like cat videos a lot. Uh, but at at it's David happy. underscore M underscore Carl on Twitter. That's that's the social media that I'm on the most. Um, yeah, come on out to the match on March 9th. Uh, we'd love to see you out there again. Five years to the day since our first ever match. It'll be retro night. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then in the meantime, yeah, go support the runners. Go support the Lobos. Go support the Ice Wolves. Support New Mexican awesomeness, New Mexican art, New Mexican sport all the time, all year round. Support the Aggies. Whatever it is, have a good time and support New Mexicanness. I have, I have a curious question real quick. Will my ticket from March 9th, 2019 still count? Uh, it would be cool to bring it. It I won't still get you in. It. I've still got mine too. I've got I've got a little frame that has my March 9th ticket, and I also have my boarding pass for the flight to Minnesota. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, can't wait. I know I'm excited. We're all excited. And we're not that far away from the start of the season. Uh, Jacob, do your thing. Get us out of here. You had started it earlier. I thought you were just going to take it over. I was like, no, no, this is, this is your thing. We're all back. Thanking everybody. You were thinking the chat. You were thinking David and all of us. And I was like, what is he doing right now? But no, uh, I'm going to reiterate a lot of what Seth just said. Um, Harry, Rachel, Jane, uh, I think that was pretty much everybody over in the chat. There was one other, oh, one subli- other person, John. Subliminal man, yeah. Um, and John. Yeah. Um, thank all of you guys. Thank everybody that watches. Thanks everybody that uh, downloads and listens. Uh, we, we're we this close to going every week. We probably have one more one more every other week, uh, and then we'll, we'll start doing the the every week thing again. Uh, David, thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure having you. I thought it was a, a great guys. time. A great time. We always love to get a little bit of insight, especially after, I mean, it's really not a long off season, but it feels like a long off season. So um, glad to have you on right before we start the preseason, which is Saturday. Yeah, it'll be Saturday. Saturday. And then, oh, on Monday, I forgot to mention, I'm sorry to interrupt, Jacob. No, Monday, no. we're going to have a, uh, uh united sessions will be back for an episode on monday oh nice nice so tune in we'll, we'll have i think we're might have itamar on to talk about some stuff so nice i've, I've, I've been trying to get i've been trying to get itamar on this podcast for three for years like three years now <laughs> he says sorry, he doesn't do it. sorry he doesn't do podcasts so he says uh, he's up for it every time i talk to him he's like yeah yeah we'll do it we'll do it and then i'll, I'll get you <laughs> i'll get you set up i'll get you set up <laughs> but uh but no he itamar is great i love itamar um yeah, it totally threw me off there, though. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. There was something. Oh, are we gonna do a media day soon? Yeah, yeah. Happen? We're looking. We're looking at probably uh, early February for that. So, cool. my um, guess is the first week of February potentially. Uh, we so were gonna do it actually this past oh, week, right. but I wanted to let the players get settled in first. So, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. So, yeah. Thank you guys. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks, unless some major stuff happens between now and then. Um, so, tune in again. In a couple Tuesdays at 8 o'clock, we'll see if we've got a guest or if it'll just be the three of us. Maybe Seth will have a voice um, still at that point. Maybe Earl will um, have some kind of studio, at least some kind of background that he could put up. That's <laughs> that's not a washer and dryer. Those are nice. I, I will say, though, Harry had it in the chat earlier. It is better than the floor uh, when you were laying on the floor. Um, well, I don't I, live at that house anymore, so... I know, but I, I still want to know how you did that with with the floor right behind you. If you had the, I did it. Was a, it. I, it was a wall, you asswipe. It looked like a floor. It, I swear, <laughs> it looked like a floor. But anyways, um, yeah. Thank you guys. We'll be back, and until we come back, it's almost news. Mm.